You're listening to Special Programming, sponsored by Making Moves Life Coaching Services. The content of Veterans Affairs Plus does not reflect the views or opinions of Public Radio KUNV, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Good morning. This is Veterans Affairs Plus. I'm Dave Washington, your host. Sponsored by Making Moves Life Coaching Services. Uh, a couple things I want to say before we get going with the guests that we have. Uh, condolences to the family of Miss Inez Clay Marshall, who transitioned on 11-11-21. A virtual service will be held for her, and she's a longtime member of our community on 12-6-21. Another announcement, we had our EOB Bennett Bailey golf tournament and Paul he's smiling because he played in it uh, Wendell is not a golfer I know <laughs> Wendell used to jog though do things. <laughs> but anyway I just want to say there was a very successful uh, tournament first place was uh, the team Junior Bell second place Derek team Derek third place was my group Lewis Redden uh, Jabali Smith Chip Taylor and the most honest team was the Hanks these guys are former Metro officers but uh, an honorable mention was Team Teddy Parker with he and um, Fred Heron, along with um, a couple other gentlemen. But uh, overall, we had a good time. And then I'd be remiss if I certainly didn't mention that last Friday, our general manager, Ashton Ridley, had an outstanding membership gathering that that was it was outstanding. In fact, they, uh, Paul, they had a couple of jazz musicians. They had a couple of different sets. And down the road, maybe we'll get you over there. Oh, to nice. Assist. I know, I know uh, if, if uh, the, the GM is listening, he's probably saying, what the heck is Dave Washington doing making deals on his, on his show? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we had a great time. Look, anyone having any issues, you veterans out there uh, who need help, remember to contact service off- officer Tony Marshall, 301 537 Nine four six five. Good morning, everyone. We have a couple of guests. One, Mr. Roland Ware, will be on on the telephone line this morning. We also have former assemblyman and president of the Martin Luther King Committee, uh, Mr. Wendell P. Williams, a, a longtime friend of mine, and of course we have Paul Taylor, a well-renowned uh, jazz musician, plays horn, sax, and all those those different horns. Man, we see him on stage. He's got a collection of horns uh, out there, I should say to you, Kevin, and and the guy gets down. And certainly I always want to acknowledge uh, Kevin for the work that he does in helping us put the show together. Uh, Mr. Ware, how are you this morning? Yes, sir. How are you doing this I'm morning? I'm doing great. Good, good, good. I'm doing great. Thank you very much. Would you give us a little background on yourself? And then I got a couple questions I'd like to ask. Certainly. So um, I'm an Army veteran, retired Army veteran. I uh, spent uh, 10 years active duty. I worked for DOD uh, in Monterey, California, in cybersecurity, and I also worked for the Veterans Administration in triage for uh, benefits uh, for our veterans in Oakland and Broadway uh, for three years. Um, I moved to Las Vegas about a year and a half ago, uh, just, just prior to the onset of COVID. And uh, prior to coming here, I was already working with veterans 
uh, in Veterans Treatment Court in Monterey, Salinas, in San Jose, California. Mm-hmm. But I've been doing this for about uh, three, four years prior to coming here. So how long, how much time did you spend in the mil- mil- military? Uh, altogether, about uh, 16 years. Okay. All right. So tell us about this program. It's a Veterans Treatment Court. And how long has it been around? Okay, so the Veterans Treatment Program is um, a program that's designed specifically for uh, active duty and our veterans. Um, And it's been around uh, since uh, the 80s. Uh, Started in Buffalo, New York. Um, And then it's migrated across the country. There's currently about, uh, I'll say, 105 uh, cities Mm -hmm. across the nation in about 30 states uh, where Veterans Treatment Court is an alternative uh, sentencing rather than traditional court. Traditional court has always been primarily punitive mm-hmm. and pretty much you do your time and you pay your fine. Uh, the difference between Veterans Treatment Court is that the treatment part. We okay. allow our veterans in active duty to get treatment mm-hmm. uh, for whatever charge they may have. And I work in Department 6 Municipal Court with Judge Hastings. And our focus is to give the veterans in active duty a chance to, to clear their record and get their life back because we find that a lot of veterans are being precluded from work or being asked to step down from their roles in the military or mm-hmm. within uh, in the corporate sector because of whatever stain they may have on their records. Mm. Great program. You say, How long has it been in Vegas? It's been in Vegas for 10 years. 10 years. And you've, been, years. And you've been here about a year and a half. A uh, year and a half. So it, so the position that you hold, you go out and make uh, contact, I assume, as well as being contacted by by veterans out in, in our community. Absolutely. Generally, what happens, I try to get the word out like mm-hmm. I did with you and others. I let them know that there's an alternative when we are faced with uh, some calamities in our lives where we're faced with dealing with the legal system. And I try to make sure that uh, the word is out that uh, there's an alternative. And uh, generally what happens, the veteran or the active duty uh, service member goes to court Mm -hmm. and they're supposed to ask, are you a veteran? Uh, A lot of times they may forget, but they're supposed to ask, are you a veteran? And if so, you're supposed to get a referral over to Veterans Treatment Court. And at that time, we do um, an interview to see if you'd be a good candidate for the program. Generally, I'd say probably 90, 95% of the time they are if they're willing to go through the steps because uh, it's kind of rigorous. We have... uh, treatment and they have to check in with me weekly. I do check-ins on Mondays and Tuesdays with all my uh, ladies and guys to make sure that um, they're moving in the right direction. And they also do UAs as well to get tested. And sometimes that's too um, invasive for some some yeah. veterans, but if you're serious about getting your life back on track or recovery, whatever your issue may be, they're willing to go through the program and get their life back on track. So with the program itself, uh, in terms of any type of outreach, you do th- other than I'm assuming, and it's more of a question that they would not just be referred when they're actually in court, but it, it, can people seek out the program prior to going to court? They can, they can seek it out, but they have to have, a, but they have to be a, uh, there has to be a case and it has to be a referral okay. uh, before they can get in the program. Cause it's, it's real literally for legal when you're in legal trouble mm-hmm. and uh, you're a veteran. And we know most of our veterans are, uh, suffering from PTSD, uh, brain trauma, various different issues, and just to put the person in, in incarcerate them mm-hmm. doesn't treat the systemic cause. Right. So that's why the program was created in the first place because just putting some, just incarcerating someone doesn't fix the problem. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
you know, with with, with uh, COVID, mm-hmm. uh, there was an increase in, like, for example, uh, municipal court uh, focuses primarily in three areas that, that I work with veterans and active duty on, and that's uh, uh, battery assaults, mm-hmm. domestic violence, and DUIs. And the DUIs and the uh, domestic violence all increased during COVID. Wow. So if someone was interested, <clears throat> excuse me, and getting involved with the program, even though they have not had an issue and gone to court, but there is something pending, they can reach out to you, but they'd have to be referred through the court itself. Absolutely. We can't do anything to the actual case that comes uh, that comes in. Um, but, like, another thing that I do, I also go out and try to get, because uh, there's, like, there's, there's so many active duty and veterans that are in the legal system, mm-hmm. and they're waiting for their chance to come before the court due to COVID. They're just now starting to come in, mm-hmm. and I, I, I need assistance. I have another mentor that works with me now, Mr. Tony Fitz, uh, but we have more than 20 people that we're working with, and generally I like to have, like, perhaps another two or three um, volunteers to work with these um, these, these veterans in active duty because they need I need to help. Mm-hmm. And right now I have I have myself, I have, like, 10 10 to myself right now. And generally, mm-hmm. you want a ratio of probably no more than five in your caseload. Okay, give us an indication of where you're located and, once again, what has to be done for one to, to get involved in the program uh, as we wrap up this segment. Sure. Um, we're, we're here at Municipal Court at uh, 100 East Clark, and um, that's on the fourth floor of Department 6, Judge Hastings. Uh, I work for Roxy Johnson, who's been around in the community for a long time. She's my supervisor. And uh, you can reach me directly at uh, 628-204-9777. And um, I'll definitely um, field all calls. And if there's someone who's just recently got in some type of trouble and the case hasn't reached the system yet, mm-hmm. I still can... I still can probably work with them and put a flag on it. So when they do come, when they do come to court, we'll know that their veteran or be flagged Mm -hmm. and we can move it over to to my calendar. Great. All right, Roland, we appreciate your, your time and effort. And certainly we trust that there are some out there listening that maybe may be in contact with you soon. So we appreciate it. And, uh, we will get you back on the show again, uh, sometime next year, because I think this is important information to share with our veteran community. So thanks so so much, man, and enjoy the holidays upcoming. All right. Thanks for having me, and have a blessed and safe holidays. All right. Yes, sir. All right. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and more. We'll be back shortly with uh, our next guest, Mr. Wendell P. Williams, president of the Las Vegas Martin Luther King Jr. Committee. Wendell P. Good morning once again. Dave Washington here. Our guest, the next guest I should say, is former State Assemblyman Wendell P. Williams, founder and president of the Martin Luther King Jr. Committee of Las Vegas. And some don't uh, probably realize, for those who are new in our community, Wendell was uh, the, the the founder and start of Straight Talk radio talk show back in the day. Uh, that's still been around, that's around, what, 45, 50 years. I mean, Wendell was there and he... Uh, I recall a number of fundraisers. Wendell used to jog, man. He said, "Man, we gonna do it. We gonna do a jogathon." 
See, I can tell you some history about this brother, but uh, without going any further, we're gonna give us a little bit of a background on you further, and and then we'll get into some some talk about uh, what you're doing with the with the committee, as well as this one program that I'm aware that you're doing with these youth coming in from down south. Man, I think it's tremendous what you're about. So go for it, my brother. I'm an educator by profession. Uh, I taught here in the Clark County School District. Taught at the College of Southern Nevada. Uh, I do, uh, and my passion is community service and have been involved in it forever. Been in Las Vegas since 1977. It's a great place to live. Uh, I, I, uh, I'm really blessed to have met so many people such as yourself, Dave. We're, we're friend, longtime friends. And uh, one of the things that uh, inspire me is giving to others and giving back. You, you, you make God smile when you help other people. True. So um, with regards to the parade itself, uh, give us the dates and what does one have to do to get ready? And I know you're the, that's the largest parade in the state of Nevada. Mm-hmm. This is our 40th parade. Uh, January, the parade takes place on January 17th uh, in downtown Las Vegas. All parades in Las Vegas take the same route, so it's on 4th Street at 10 a.m. Uh, it's filling up pretty fast. In fact, before we knew we could do the parade live. We had people sending in applications to be in the parade. So we're, <laughs> we're almost full. You can still get in. Just go on kingweeklasvegas.com. Kingweeklasvegas is all one word.com and register for the parade. Or you can call me at 702-498-5888. 702-498-5888. So we're looking forward. We have King Week uh, in Las Vegas. We do about 10 days of activities. Uh, we have our scholarship luncheon on uh, dinner, I'm sorry, on the 15th of January, which is Dr. King's actual birthday. Mm-hmm. We have a technology summit on the 14th where we have students from around the country and around the world participating. It's going to take place at the Las Vegas City Hall. We do an interfaith service. We do uh, Young Dreamers, where we highlight young students from the Clark County School District who exemplify the blueprint of Dr. King, helping mm. others, not bullying, doing your homework, that right. type of thing. So we do a host of events for that week. Great. Now, the other program that you've embarked upon, and I don't know where the idea came from, man, but when you told me about it, I said, me and Marsha are in. We will uh, definitely contribute some money to what you're doing with these young folks. Uh, give our listening audience uh, an indication of what you're doing with respect to bringing in these young folks. Well, these these students are in Louisiana. They're in Tinsaw Parish. Mm-hmm. It is the most uh, decreasing parish in the United States, uh, the most poverty-stricken parish in the United States. Most of these students have not been 200 miles outside of their hometown. And we got a grant from the U.S. Department of Labor to teach technology for these students. And I'm like... The first place we're going to start is in <laughs> is in my neck of the woods, right? Um, you know, because I I hadn't I hadn't experienced uh, I hadn't seen an airplane. I'd been on an airplane until I was twenty seven years old mm-hmm. when I got out of grad school. I, I the first time I had been around. So it shows you how remote that these students are, right? As a matter of fact, you call the school sometimes. Uh, some parts of the day you can't even get a signal. Uh, you can only get a signal in part of the school. This mm. is this is how bad it is. Mm-hmm. So we started. We starting in Louisiana uh, with this technology program. We train and we certify and employ them. Mm. We, we we employ them all around the world. Right. Uh, they can work from their computer at home. So uh, as a matter of fact, uh, we're bringing them to Las Vegas. These students from Louisiana. We're bringing them. 
to participate in the Martin Luther King activities this mm-hmm. year and into the Martin Luther King Technology Summit, mm-hmm. which is a great thing. They were so excited. They don't know what to do. And, you know, I, I, I again, <laughs> we commend you because you're from that neck of the woods. That's right, Dale. And, and you know how bad it is. So yes, sir. the kids are so excited. And many of them who, when they come, they probably won't have uh, a, a money to pay for souvenirs and expenses and things like that. Right. And, you know, you came forth. I didn't even ask you. You came no. forth and made a donation to them. And this is going to be a life-changing event for them. And as a matter of fact, if students in Las Vegas are interested in this technology program, they, they can make, the lowest they'll make is $25 an hour. Mm. If they go into cybersecurity, mm-hmm. uh, they can make up to $70 an hour. But uh, there are 13 certifications uh, that, that we do in technology. And once they become certified, they're, 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 they can be their own business themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. But this is, this is a life-changing program. It doesn't cost the students any money. Mm-hmm. All the money is paid. And I'm so excited to be able to reach back to my hometown and bring some up. So, w- with the grant itself, is it is it an annual grant that you have that you can apply for, or is it just a one time shot, or, or how how's the grant process? Uh, the grant that we have from the U.S. Department of Labor, we also have a grant from the City of Las Vegas and the state. Mm. Uh, we have, uh, I mean, so many people have reached out to us. We have uh, uh, Oprah Winfrey's training program that had, has endorsed us. Mm. So we work with Hard Pro Productions with this. Mm. And uh, we, we have we have businesses in Switzerland. As a matter of fact, we signed up <laughs> we signed up 60 uh, young people in Barbados yesterday. Man, this is huge. So wow. we, we have students from, from around the world. Uh-huh. But the Technology Summit, which takes place in January, we'll have students from England, from Africa, from Europe, uh, from all around the country at this one summit. Uh-huh. Some of them will do it virtually. Obviously. Right, right. But, and again, here again, to have these students come from Louisiana to be a part of this. Uh, Man, that's going to be life-changing for these youth. I can yeah, guarantee you. I, yeah. I we, think it will, will, will give them a real shot in their arm in terms of just motivation, inspiration. Right. Great. And if they're local students that uh, between the ages of 16 and 24, mm-hmm. they can get paid to do this. They can call me. Again, mm-hmm. it's 702-498-5888. And we'll get them in the program. They, they, can, they can actually, let's say a student is going to college. And uh, they're studying for their exams. They can take off. They don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't lose their job. Mm-hmm. So it's all it's all based on their own time and experience. Wow. That's outstanding, Wendell. I mean, uh, and I trust that and hope that some of the veterans and others who listen to this show will uh, take this opportunity to assist some youth who are coming in from a very depressed area of our of our country. And uh, again, Marsh is from Tallulah. I'm from Bell High. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know the area, brother. Right. And I've right. been to your hometown as I'm driving down there right. visiting family. So, so it's uh, nothing there. You know that. Oh yeah, yeah. man. We are we are proud of you, brother, for for the work that you continue to do. And, and a lot and, of times, people think that once you leave the elected official type offices, that's it. No, it's not. Right. There's right. And, and they can get two credits toward graduation from uh, in high school. If they're in high school, they get two credits toward graduation. Excellent. By being in the program. Excellent. Oh, but I, you know, I've I've I love community service more than I love politics. Right. So I was in community service before politics. I'm back right. in, in what I love to do. Mm-hmm. Well, as we wrap up this segment, why don't you uh, give us again the, the dates of uh, what's going on with the Martin Luther King Committee of Las Vegas? The parade is January the 17th, 10 a.m., downtown Las Vegas. Uh, the scholarship gala is January the 15th. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the interfaith service on the 14th. We have the Technology Summit on the 14th. We have the Young Dreamers on the 13th. We have the Interfaith Service on this on the 19th. 
but it does, that's more than that. But if you go, True. if you access our website mm-hmm. at kingweeklasvegas.com, you can get it all. Former assemblyman, continue to be a great community activist, brother Wendell P. Williams. Thank you. We appreciate you, man. Love the work that you're doing, man. And the next guest will be coming on shortly. Once again, 91.5 Jazz and More. Our next guest is Mr. Paul Taylor, internationally known jazz musician. Marsh and I have known Paul for 35, 40 years. Uh, just a good guy. I remember when I was serving as fire chief, I asked him to come in to help us raise some money for our fire foundation. He said, man, and I, you know, Wendell, as you know, man, when you start dealing with these big time guys, he said, man, <laughs> I can't just say yes. I want to say yes, but you got to deal with my agent. So I called the agent and they gave, they, they took care of us. I mean, I mean, they didn't, they didn't try to gouge us for money. They said, you know, this is a charity event. We're in. So uh, once again, Paul, we appreciate that. And just tell us what you've been doing lately. My pleasure, Dave. We go back a long way, man. Yes, Thanks sir. for having me on. And um, for sure. great to meet Wendell as well. And man, this is so cool. So mm-hmm. um, back in my, you know, I'm a, at my alma mater. I went here to UNLV um, 1978 to 1982. And I got, I stayed an extra year. So this is Ooh. good to be on my home, my old stopping grounds. Right. And, uh, you know, um, Dave, I've just been in my moment in living my life, man, mm-hmm. and it, living my dreams out and. I accomplished what I wanted to do, be a recording artist and tour, make my own music and travel and just, you know, enjoy all the all the things that come with that. Like, you know, and then like golf in the last four years doing that and mm-hmm. stuff. And um, I'm just happy, man, doing my thing and touring. I have a new album out about three weeks ago, mm-hmm. my 12th CD called And Now This. All right. And um, um, funny thing, like yesterday, my manager told me, um, so... The first single from that is called Straight to the Point. Mm-hmm. Just went number one on Billboard for, this, for the songs Airplay this cool. week. So cool. um, got a number one song right now. So cool. things you, are going good. Cool, cool. And you actually studied here and, and graduated. So your degree is in music or what? what is what is? Um, absolutely. Um, I, stu- I got my Bachelor of Arts, my BA in, mm-hmm. in music performance mm-hmm. right here. All right. That's cool, man. So he's back at home. Yes. So um, tell us. As far as your, your journey, now, when you first started out, how was it to, to really get, because I noticed you you played with a lot of big dudes. In fact, uh, Lionel um, Charles, a friend of mine, he happened to see you in, I think it was in Florida. We, we were somewhere, mm-hmm. and you was on. I said, man, we're going to see Paul Taylor. Was it Atlanta? I forget where it was. But when he came, he said, man, this dude is, I said, no, man, what are you talking about? <laughs> he's, from, he's from Denver, but he grew up. And went to school in Las Vegas, Nevada. Mm-hmm. Cool. You know, um, yeah, just through music, like when you when you get like um, you get to a certain level, you get you have to travel. You know, you got to get out there to the people and mm-hmm. spread your music out and get out to the people and, and play and get on the road and play. And so that's all part of it. So whatever whatever the gigs come, you know, um, right. Um, I I rely on my book on bookings and get and um. So, but I've been been honored and blessed to play at many different places around the world and mm-hmm. in the country and just doing my thing. So during this year and a half, two years of the pandemic, what, what has been the schedule? Well, you know, that was definitely, um, you know, different times for all of us, kind of hard times mm-hmm. and different times for all of us. And, um, um, fortunately for me, um, you know, I had enough resources to get through it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And by, um, you know, obviously the Pretty much the whole kind of the world kind of sh- kind of shut down in different ways, like and definitely for musicians, um, no touring because um, you know the COVID thing that you know no contact and all that stuff. Right. So um, I just stayed at home and and I worked on my I worked on this latest CD. I um, 
for most of it with my producer. Mm-hmm. And um, funny thing is, um, like we always, you know, from the last several, we do things like he's in another season in California. I'm in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. So we do stuff remotely. But then eventually we get together. I go out to California, go to the studio, and we're in the same room working mm-hmm. together. But this time we didn't even do that. So we were, it was all remotely. We did it all remotely. Um, mm-hmm. So... But um, you know, I, I you know, I made it through COVID and um, stayed safe and all that. And I did um, didn't really take advantage of all the streaming possibilities. But right. I did do some videos, live okay. to video, and then mm-hmm. put those on the social media and kind of stayed in touch with what's going on. So um, yeah, it was a little challenging, but still at the same time, just uh, got through it and just hunkered down and grateful and just kind of kept on working. Cool, cool, cool. Well, it's it's great to know that you're doing well and got things going now. At your home, do you have a small studio? I know sometimes musicians have rooms that they kind of do their thing. Is that so? Absolutely, I have a I have a studio. Um, and actually, um, well, um, you know, a couple things happened. I got divorced a couple a couple years ago, so mm-hmm. um, it's my the studio that I had. Um, I sold it to my mom, so it's still still got the studio. I can just go there anytime I want to. Mm-hmm. In the back, you know, it's a separate little building in the backyard, so I can okay. go in and do my thing and when I need to do it. And, mm-hmm. um, so I do still have it and. We're going to get some more gear, updating my gear and stuff like that. And so uh-huh. keep on going. Cool. Now, now, how many instruments do you actually play? Well, um, you know, I started on saxophone. Okay. So I played the alto sax, soprano sax, tenor sax. And then um, through like all my studies and stuff, like in the in like wind ensemble and big band, like uh, jazz ensemble, you get to do the doubling. Mm-hmm. So I do play a little bit of clarinet and flute. Mm-hmm. And then I do a little keyboards <laughs> and a little percussion. Look, I'm going to bust down one of my colleagues. And once again, I thank you, Fred Heron, for your assistance. We were co-chairs of the golf tournament. But anyway, you know, we do this raffle window at the the end of the show uh, during the golf tournament. Well, Fred won uh, Paul Taylor uh, CD. He said, who is it? Man, I don't know. I don't want that. Paul, I saw him on Facebook and he was, what's the name? What's the what's the the Japanese woman? What's oh, Keiko Matsui. Ke, Ke, Keiko Matsui. I sent that to Fred. Fred said, "Man, I want the CD back." Because <laughs> I mean, they were I mean, they were jamming, man. So where where was that particular show at? Um, you know, I well, she was like one of the, the three people that kind of was were instrumental in giving my, giving me my start, mm-hmm. my breakthrough. Oh, really? So um, so I played with her for like two years before I got signed, uh-huh. and that was you know, as I said, that was one of the um instrumental and get me um you know paul taylor right now but um i played with through like two like two years straight you know like back in the day and then uh-huh. from time to time i'll just like if she's in town she's hey paul you want to come in and sit in a couple songs right and that's a surprise and like at you know at santa fe station or whatever mm-hmm. usually usually at santa fe station Ooh. and so i'll just come sit, sit in with her and so there's there's various videos of, videos of us uh-huh. in doing that stuff and and we made and um when i was officially in her band like many years ago like in the late nine in the late nineties. Um, we did like several, um, like full on, like promote, um, with her concerts, like, mm-hmm. like say Yanni at the Acropolis, we had Keiko Matsui, like in, you know, different videos for produced videos. And I was on the band with her. Oh, cool. So, so you, it could have been a much different, a various amount of videos. Right. So you actually were a member of her band at one point. Yes. Cool. Cool. Well, Paul, this is, this is outstanding, man. I'm glad that we've stayed in touch over the years. Absolutely. And uh, I think it's important for us, uh, Wendell, uh, just give us, each of you guys, just give a little background. You say you're, you got a piece coming out now. Give us a little bit of information on that, and then Wendell will come back to you and 
just kind of wrap up with because I want people to know what's going on uh, on the plus side of uh, veteran affairs. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, as I said earlier, <clears throat> so I have my um, living in my dreams. I have my 12th CD. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called And Now This. And it was uh, out about three weeks ago, November mm-hmm. 5th. Mm-hmm. So um, it's doing well. And, you know, it just shot up the charts. One of the first single just shot up the charts and it's number one this week. So and that is called Straight to the Point. But the, again, the CD is called And Now This. And you can get it on my website, which is paultaylorsax.com. Mm-hmm. Just go on there in the front. Just scroll down a little bit. You'll see a link, and you can um, you can get it different ways. You can stream it. You can um, like on Spotify or with different platforms, or mm-hmm. you can buy it. And you can download it. And um, PaulTaylorSacks.com. Ooh, appreciate it, Simon. Yes, sir. And you know uh, when I mentioned the young people, they did the the the, the veterans the veterans parade. Folks saw what our students did last year. And so they hired them to do the work for the Veterans Parade this year. Mm. I had a chance to go out to the Veterans Parade uh, a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It was an outstanding uh, exhibit of performances, and and it was put together really nice. So our young people are, are expanding to a second parade with mm. the Veterans Parade. But, oh, great. I, but anyone who was at that parade can tell you that it was a, it was an outstanding event uh, to attend. Mm-hmm. So. Again, ours is coming up. We're looking forward to that. But we did have a celebration with the veterans at the Veterans Day Parade. It was really nice. Absolutely, absolutely. And again, we're going to be on what day for the parade? January 17th, 10 a.m., downtown Las Vegas, kingweek.com. You can reach us again at 702-498-5882-5888 if you want to be in the parade or you want more information about it. Great, great. And for Roland Ware, He's with the Veteran Treatment Court, and he can be reached at 628-204-9777. Again, that's with the the uh, Veteran Treatment Court. So um, our audience, we appreciate you guys. I appreciate you, um, Mr. Director, Producer, <laughs> Kevin, keeping me on track. So on behalf of uh, Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More, We uh, encourage everyone to be safe during this holiday period. So uh, God bless everyone, and we look forward to uh, chatting with everybody next month. Gentlemen, we appreciate you guys. You you brought the program, and I I love it when I have guests that I don't have to ask a lot of questions, and they can just keep it going. Appreciate you guys. Happy holidays.